Good morning. It's the Workers' Beat. I'm Gene Lance. The beautiful redhead is here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> Pardon my uh, allergy-ridden voice. I workers think there's <laughs> the cedar is heavy. The Workers' Beat is about everything from the point of view of working families, and we like to start with things you can do. Today, Dallas Labor begins screening candidates January the 8th from 10.30 to from 10 in the morning to 3 p.m. will be the viewing for EBJ. And I think that's when the President of the United States is coming. No, he's coming to the wake. There's a wake after 3? Uh, I thought it was, that, that was a 10 to 3 viewing. I thought that was the wake. No. Okay, well, he's Not coming the same for the thing. wake. <laughs> Sorry, Gene. He's coming for the wake, which I guess is going to be at Concord Church, because that's where the yes, funeral is. That's correct. On January the 9th yes. at 10 a.m. Yes. So that's probably when the president's coming. Yes. Okay. January the 10th at 2 p.m. will be the graveside service at Texas State Cemetery in Austin. January the 10th at 12.30 p.m., the Dallas chapter of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans meets at 334 Center Street in Oak Cliff. Contact Judy at 214-729-0063. January 12th through the 14th will be the MLK Civil and Human Rights Conference in Montgomery, Alabama. It costs about 150 bucks, and so I don't know how many people are going from here. Well worth it. January the 13th, the National March for Gaza in Washington, D.C. January 15th, Martin Luther King March and Parade all over the world, but one is going to be here in Dallas. January the, the 11th is when they'll have the placements and stuff. For everybody, there's going to be a big KNON contingent, mm-hmm. and call the station if you're interested. They're going to need your phone number because uh, they don't want to make they want to make sure that everybody's in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. January 17th, key decision on the Albertson Kroger merger, which is opposed by the Teamsters and by the United Food and Commercial Workers. January the 18th at 7.30, the Dallas Central Labor Council for all affiliated members at 1408 North Washington. January the 19th, you can expect another crisis over government shutdown. I could talk about that one forever. We have somebody calling already? Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello? Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Yes. I would like to say that... I've been driving up and down MLK Boulevard for the parade. It's supposed to be for Morgan King Jr. Uh, celebration. Mm-hmm. MLK is full right now. It's, it's the first part of from the bridge all the way down to uh, all the way down to uh, Central Expressway. That tree is tore up right now. Wow. Right. It's all torn up. It's torn up. It's, they're doing a construction on there or something. Mm-hmm. You just can't even go down one side. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's there. They're going to be having a meeting on Tuesday to give all of the the logistics of the parade. So yeah. I'm sure they've figured out a way around that. Yeah, the final instructions yeah. go out on Tuesday, the, the 11th. Oh, okay. And uh, I'll bet they know about this construction. Yeah, they do. It's been but, there for a couple years now. <laughs> I'm glad you called and let us know, though, that it is alarming. But for those that are people people that are planning to go to the parade, do not let it dissuade no, you. No, no. Don't Luther worry. King Everything's going to be all right. He's too important, isn't he? Okay. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Thank you, sister. 972-647-1893. We're hot. Good today. morning. Good morning, Jane and Bonnie. How are you doing today? Okay. Good, thank you. This is Imani. I just want to ask you one question. Can you, uh, I got uh, uh, some money to bring up there. Can I bring it up there, and, and, and how do I do that? You just bring your money to the station? Yeah. One. Well, you, you do it every time. <laughs> you just come to this. So, mm-hmm. uh, how do I do that? Can you give an address, please? One, three, one, five, four. Coit Road. Sweet 200. Sweet 200. 75240. It's north of LBJ on Coit. Yeah, about a block. And it's upstairs. 
And one more thing I want to ask you. I'm going to bring that to you today. Okay. Uh, but I want to also tell you, Dean, you are reading, man. You're in Bible studies, uh, knowledge. Have you ever read The Death of a King by uh, Tabby Smiley? No, I haven't. By Dr. Gus. Well, uh, get that book if you can and read what Dr. King said when he, just before he died and everything. Sure. And I think our people will wake up, okay? Yeah, that's a good idea. And Dr. Martin Luther Thanks King is is on everybody's minds now, and that is a very good idea, a very good thing. So uh, I, I just want to reiterate the services, the times for services and so forth. She will lie in state. <coughs> pardon me. Eddie Bernice Johnson will lie in state on Monday at Fair Park at the Hall of State from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., the wake service is Monday from 6.30 to 8 at Concord Church. Mm -hmm. And that's at 6808 Pastor Bailey Drive, 75237. Her funeral is on Tuesday at 10 a.m. at Concord Church. And her burial will be Wednesday uh, at the Texas State Cemetery in Austin. Okay. Uh, Eddie Bernice Johnson was very important to us, especially here on KNON. Absolutely. She used to call in quite a lot. She called She called the Church and Information Program regularly. Yes. And uh, she called Workers Beat from time to time when things came up. I remember spending a great deal of time with her talking about health care after the Bush administration passed a very, very bad law, the one that set up... Uh, Medicare Advantage, which has been a, a bane for uh, working people and, <clears throat> and retirees. And they also the fact that people were not allowed to uh, negotiate the price of drugs. Right. The law actually said, this is <laughs> kind of unbelievable, but the Republicans right. passed a law. This is, I think it's 2005. Something like that. The Republicans passed a law. <laughs> that said that you have to pay whatever the pharmaceutical companies ask. And the government had to pay whatever they wanted to you to pay. And That's something, isn't it? And she, she spent quite some time explaining that here on KNON. She sure did. And she was, uh, she was our sweetheart, and we cared for her greatly. 972-647-1893. I have a, quest, a question for you because today is the anniversary of the January 6th insurrection yes, at is. the Capitol of the United States. There are people who are saying, believe it or not, there are people now who are saying it didn't happen. And oh, there really? Other, there are other people that are saying, well, it did happen, but it didn't matter. And there are other people who are saying, well, it did happen and it did matter, but uh, it was somebody else's fault. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was and Antifa and BLM. It was somebody else. And yeah. somebody else. And it then was there are a, people yeah. who are saying that it did happen, it did matter, and it wasn't somebody else's fault. It was the fault of Donald Trump. Jay so Trump. what do you think? 972-647-1893. It seems to be making quite a bit of difference. President Biden yesterday gave a speech in which he said that democracy is on the ballot in 2024. He's not I guess, kidding. I think what he's saying is that if you vote for him, you're for democracy. If you vote for somebody else, you're not. Well, and, that's, uh, I mean, it's it's a choice between democracy and fascism, mm -hmm. Authorita authoritarianism. He's already said, I will be a dictator on day one. Who said that? Donald J. Trump. Uh-huh. Can he make, when somebody tells you who they are, you should believe them. Mm-hmm. 972-647-1893, if you have an opinion. This is January the 6th. Yes, it it's is. the third anniversary of the insurrection at the Capitol. By now, everybody's seen videos or saw, or saw it live on television mm -hmm. and saw what happened as it led up to it and knows something about some of the trials that have happened since then. I understand that North Texas has the distinction. Yes, of having the most. We have the most. Yes, insurrectionists. Of the insurrectionists were, yes. were from right here in, North in Texas. this area. They're, That's right. They weren't really from Dallas proper. No, North Texas. They were from Grapevine, a lot of them. Yeah, Granbury, let's see. Frisco. Uh, Frisco, mm. Allen, McKinney. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Real hotbed of uh, of uh, 
fascism there. <laughs> so, so we have uh, insurrectionists, or some people say they were insurrectionists. Some people are, are saying, well, I left out some groups. I said there were people who said it didn't happen. People uh -huh. said it didn't matter. Uh -huh. People who said it was not Donald Trump's fault. But there's also people who said it, it did happen, and it was a good thing. Really? And that those people that were trying to overthrow the Capitol at the United States Capitol, uh -huh. that they were doing a good thing. Uh -huh. And uh, that they were some kind of heroes. I see. So what do you think? 972-647-1893. It makes a big difference, and this is an election year. And it's, it's a curious thing to me how people can uh, bend history <laughs> to suit their own beliefs. In other words, they, they take something that happens and interpret it from something that they had already believed. And so that, the, so that if it doesn't fit, then they don't pay any attention. So it's warped, let's is see what, what he's saying. Let's see what this person says. Good morning, thanks for calling KNON. Oh, okay. And hung up, did I talk too long? No. Nine seven. Oh, I think he just made a mistake. Yeah. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Okay. Okay. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. That's what's going on, uh, and it's going to have a big effect on the election. Here's what's going to have happen outside of the elections. I think that labor is going to have a great year. Yeah. Yesterday, I did a big uh, mail emailing. Seventeen hundred emails wow. and I said that labor is coming out of the gate coming out strong because not only have we got a lot of great members more members than we used to have yep and that's true here in Dallas too in the Absolutely. Dallas AFLCO we've got more members than we used to have better members better educated and we have an army of people that support labor yep labor is the most popular institution in the United States I, I believe I don't know if I don't know if the Catholic Church or, or any church is more popular, but I don't think so. I don't either. Seventy-one percent of the people in the United States give approval to labor. That no, but no politician can come anywhere close to that. <laughs> not no, even, not even a tenth of that. They're lucky to even get on the charts. So, we're very, very popular. We have an army of supporters, yep. people that really want to help us win, and I think that that really showed up last year in the strikes that, that took place oh, yeah. and uh and in other ways in contract negotiations and in organizing drives so i think that we have good members we have an army with us and we have some changes at last some positive changes in labor law because labor law has been strangling labor for a long time i'll talk about that after this call good morning thanks for calling kno in hello hello jesus Black Hawk, I was really did happen. I passed on a lot of property in all over North Texas. Did you know that? It's a place where I live at. So you I think? I was still Black Hawk. Yeah, hi, Black Hawk. I was tired by Amy Johnson. I hate that for her family, you know? Yeah, it's sad. It is. It's the saddest thing I ever heard of. They come back home to Dallas. I wish she would have went to the hospital in Washington to, uh, you know, for common people go. Uh, mm hmm. I was Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Blackhawk. And you can call us, too, at 972-647-1893. I was talking about how labor law is changing and some of it's positive, and it's all it's attributed to Democratic President Joe Biden. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he has made appointments to the National Labor Relations Board that have paved the way for workplaces to unionize and outside of the decades-old secret ballot election process, they've made it easier for unions to organize franchise and contract workers. That was a big one. That's they huge. have 
expanded the type of worker conduct that is protected by U.S. labor law. That's when you're doing an organizing drive and the, and the company tries to fire you for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and more things. Most of this came from a Reuters article. Oh, excellent. But uh, they just made a kind of a summary of how labor law has changed. Also, the good news was uh, yesterday's jobs report Ooh, from the yeah. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Yep. Not only did they get 216,000 new jobs, which was very good, and especially when you consider that this has gone on now for some 30-some-odd months, yep. that they've always had very high new jobs created. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that means, uh, that means when the labor market is tighter, then people have more traction and uh, they have more ability to get more. Right. And it has paid off. We have, we have made a, a gigantic change in wages, which is that we are making a little bit more in raises than inflation. Usually, mm-hmm. inflation goes ahead of us. Right. We get, a, we get a dime, inflation goes up 15 cents. <laughs> right. So we lost a nickel. And uh, but that did not happen in 2023. There was a slight increase. Uh, the the average wages went up uh, 4.4 percent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that was just in the last month. Okay. For the last for the last year, wages went up by 4.1 percent on right. average. Yes. And inflation was only 3.7. So yeah. we got ahead of inflation just a little. We got, we a, got a nickel, okay? We got to take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're back on the Workers' Beat. This is Gene Lance. We talked about Eddie Bernice Johnson, mm-hmm. and I want to point out that my podcast, which is available on knon.org, was all about Eddie Bernice Johnson and my interactions with her. We got to take this call. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Gene and Buddy. Good morning. Uh, I want to go back to the, uh, the whole thing about January 6th. Yeah, uh, good. You know, like those people were, uh, some of them were, you know, like they despised amongst themselves. Uh, they actually intended to, uh, I think, overthrow the government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I believe, and a lot of them were, were just led by uh, the propaganda that they have received over the years. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's just Donald Trump, but I can't see how people could be so stupid as to be led into that by Donald Trump. But, of course, some of them are. But the thing that, the big thing, I think, is the information change over the past, let's see, what is it, 2024, or since 87, you know, when they did away with the sadness doctrine, which allowed uh, all of the propaganda to come through to the U.S. public and, mm-hmm. you know, right. video, which has misled people so much down through the years. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the fair media doctrine, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they, they dealt a blow against free speech, didn't they? Yeah. Well, or honest speech. think it's still going on? In other words, do you think people are lying about January 6th? Well, I think that people are lying. I don't think people are lying. You know, uh, like you say, don't believe your lying eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah. How can, how can they... But people believe that uh, it was some say a walk in the park, some say mm-hmm. uh, it didn't happen. Right. Uh, and that's the propaganda that mm-hmm. people are believing and accepting. Now, that's, it's, a, it's amazing. But, and it's not over yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So, anyway. <clears throat> that's a very good, very good point. Very yeah. erudite point. Thank I'm glad you. you pointed, pointed Thank it you. out. That's very true. Thanks so much. 972-647-1893. You can call, too. You know, in, in Brazil right now, they have uh, a slow-moving coup. 
take uh, over the government? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not, they're not going to do it. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you got two factions that want to want to govern. One wants to govern and one wants to rule. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like here. Mm-hmm. One wants to, one faction wants to govern and for the people, by the people, and the other faction wants to rule like a king. Mm-hmm. I think there's a general strike in Argentina, too. That I did read about that. Bonnie, I was, t- well, well, let's take this call. Okay. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, this- hey. Hi, this is Peggy. Hi. Hey, y'all are talking about January 6th, and there, I feel like there's a big question that has gone unanswered. There was at least one suicide. Was there? Was either a police- yes. Mm-hmm. It was either a police officer, and it was after January 6th. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a Capitol Police officer. Yes, ma'am. Actually, there was a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Right. I yeah. thought there was more than one. And I think until an investigation of why and what their complicity was and why they were, I presume they were feeling some kind of guilt over complicity. But until there's a, a research on that, I feel like we don't know all the answers. Uh-huh. You feel that we need a lot more investigation on, on what happened on January 6th? Well, I feel like we have wasted a lot of money. I mean, any time uh, the well, we're wasting money on, on investigation. Well, let me finish. Anytime the government does something, there's a huge waste of money. I but see. Well, wait, I'm not just, sure. I'm not sure what you what you are. You saying we need more investigation, or are you saying we need less? I'm saying we need to investigate what happens there. What okay, so we do what, need more what, investigation. Okay. Yes. Yeah, What's I your opinion? That, do you have an opinion? How much? Do My have, opinion is that the government wastes money hugely. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute now. They're going to spend more money if they do more investigation. You said you needed more. they needed more investigation. So they're going to be spending more money if they do that. I, okay, I guess we're just going to pay it. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, you can call us too at 972-647-1893. And you can, also, you can also weigh in. Do they need more investigation on what happened do people really know not what ha- people really not know what happened? Well, do we I, need I, more I, investigation, or do we need less investigation? What do you think, Bonnie? I mean, if you several of the Capitol police officers <laughs> have written books uh-huh. uh, from their point of view. Yeah, well, there's some from the other side too. Uh, there are, mm-hmm. and most of them are in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, who? It's kind of hard for me to understand how the person who headed it up is still walking among us Mm -hmm. when all of his minions who carried out his instructions on Mm -hmm. January 6th, Mm -hmm. they're the ones in prison. This is going to the Supreme Court, you know, because because of Colorado. Colorado ruled that Donald Trump indeed was responsible for an insurrection, and consequently, he cannot, because of the Constitution, because of the Constitution, he cannot be on the ballot. That's right. And so it's going to go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is expected to say, yes, he can still be on the ballot, even if he did uh, call for a, 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 an insurrection at the Capitol. So who are you going to believe? Your own lie, your own eyes, or or what you hear. <laughs> I'm st- I'm sticking with my own eyes. Okay, okay. I, I'm sticking so with all, that. We all saw we it. We all saw it. It was not a walk in the park. It was not a tourist visit. Uh, it wasn't a bit, tourist visit. It was not a tourist visit. <laughs> How funny that you have to say that. I know, somebody, right? is, somebody is saying that it was that it tourist. was just they were just there looking around you know uh-huh. I've, i don't know <laughs> i've been on some tours before mm-hmm. i don't remember any of them having assaulting the, the police assaulting the police or breaking sm- statues smearing feces on the wall yeah. i don't remember that happening on any of the tours i've been on bringing a hangman's anywhere noose. bringing a <laughs> hangman's news and a gallows yeah. i might add mm-hmm. uh what 
Where are we? Well, who are you going to believe? Your own eyes or, or what, what some of these people are saying? 972-647-1893, weigh in with your opinions. Uh, do we need more investigation or do we need less investigation? Oh, my gosh. Bonnie, I was talking about labor, and I was saying that we are coming out strong out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, you're in the Communication Workers of America, which yes. is one of our favorite unions, and it's actually yes. your union. It is my union. So how, how are things looking from the point of view of Communication Workers of America? You know, we've, we have, uh, thanks to our broadband push across the country, specifically here in Dallas uh, with the with the city council uh we have got some language that will make sure that the jobs are created to get the the broadband infrastructure are actually going to be good jobs good mm -hmm. union jobs mm -hmm. so does that have anything to do with president biden yes but we have to take this call first good, good morning. morning thanks for calling hello yes good morning I hear, a lot of, I hear a lot of background noise. Okay. There uh, we go. She's, okay. Uh, she's hung up. Well, I think she's probably going to call back with her radio turned off. Yeah. And, and maybe yeah. Uh, maybe her windows rolled up in yeah, her car. That's, yeah. 972-647. Go ahead. I asked you what it had to do with President Biden. He's the most union-friendly president we have ever had. That's what all the unions say. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And... I really think that we should all get red T-shirts that say "Eat the Rich," <laughs> and wear them on Thursday. And wear them on Thursday. Because That's right. Thursdays is our is here in Solidarity. here in this area here That's in the right. Dallas area. We've chose Thursdays for everybody to wear red. That's right. Uh, uh, some unions have their own days. I know the the UAW has Wednesdays. So since I'm in the UAW, I have to wear a red on Wednesday and Thursday. And uh, people accuse me of just wearing the same clothes. No, you actually do. <laughs> if you, you're like me. You have a whole freaking closet full of red shirts. I just got a new one, too. I, got I a, did, too. I got a K-N-O-N red shirt. I did, too. I had to exchange mine. I had a little wishful thinking going on. Mm -hmm. I was going to be able to wear a medium. <laughs> so the thing that has tickled me about CWA, Bonnie, is... I get the CWA newsletter. Yeah. And it really tickles me that every week they announce new organizing. Yeah. They organ mm -hmm. Sometimes they're small. Sometimes it's just a little nonprofit with 25 people, you know. Doesn't matter. Uh, or sometimes it's journalists. They, for example, they organize the journalists at the Dallas Morning News. That's right. And also the journalists at the Startlegram. At the Startlegram, I now, know. The, the ones at the Startlegram, they both took a long time to get a first contract because yes. it was really hard for them to do. But CWA stuck with them all the way through it, and they got contract. They got their first contract. That's which what is, we do. That's a big hurdle. That's a huge hurdle. So I'm impressed with the organizing that's done. Now, y'all had an election last year, too. You got a new president. No, we don't. That election has not been certified. In CWA? No, I'm not talking about oh. 6215. Okay, we're talking, talking about, about your national We election. do. We have an, a new international president, mm -hmm. and that is Claude Cummings. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the first black leader of CWA, now mm -hmm. international. So when the, when the big wheels of labor meet, they're going to have a very prominent black yes. face among them. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. That's okay. great because, you know, a long time ago, A. Philip Randolph was the only African-American right. in That's the right. AFL-CIO for many years. Yes. He fought for civil rights in the labor movement against most of the AF of LCO back in the old days. This yes. is prior to the to Martin Luther King's time. We got calls. Oh, we better we take one. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, listen, I just I just turned it uh, turned it, the radio on, and I was listening to Reverend Barnett's show with Leon, mm -hmm. and uh, the people were talking about the low pay that the uh, people were getting at rehabilitations and convalescent homes and so on. It's very low pay. Mm -hmm. And uh, is there a reason why the, they're not unionized? That nobody's organizing them because many of them are contract many of them are contractors who work for uh, a large um, chain of uh, say, say for example 
the nursing home yeah. or the rehabilitation center. They're trying to organize uh, them. Eddie was in. Yeah. They were they were a contractor to Baylor. Yeah. Right. They just used Baylor's name. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. We do need to and organize so, them, and I think that's a great point. Appreciate it. Because if, if we right. could get health care organized, I do believe the health care would get better in the United States, and we would stop being the people who die first among all of the of the industrialized nations. Right. Exactly. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Let's go for it. All right. Thank mm. Thanks for calling. Thanks so much. Everybody in health care, let's get organized. Yeah. Everybody Good everywhere. Good morning. Thanks for Go calling ahead. KNON. Hello. 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 How are you? How are you, man? Where you been? He's like fine wine. Been around, up the hill and down the hill. Okay. Well, I'm glad you, you're back. Do you think a January 6th insurrection really happened? Yeah, it happened. <laughs> yeah, you saw it, didn't you? Yeah, it happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did everything. Everybody over Trump like he gonna appear, and they throw him off. He won. He won. He know he ain't won. If he won an election, I won a million dollars at, at, at Liverpool. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. But they just just need just go and and throw that stuff out and tell Trump. He know he can. He don't need to run for no president. You're right. You're right. They got, they got leading so much. I don't know what we do. I guess me and I think we're always going to go up and down and fall. You're going to be celebrating Martin Luther King? Yeah. All right. Good. All right. The old guys and the new guys ought to, ought to pay pay attention. That's we right. owe a lot to Dr. King. <laughs> Thank so, you so you much. Know, we got to move on. Got, we got so many people thing. waiting. Like, like in the day, I was a garbage worker, and uh-huh. I couldn't ride in the cab with a truck. I said, "Dang!" Mm. All right, we gotta we gotta let some of these other people talk. Thank you, brother. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Can I win? Hello. Hey, Gene. What 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 is the black unemployment? Black unemployment, 5.2. 5.2. Now, I think that that's an improvement. Is that not true? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah 5.2. It, it was 5.7. So it ain't great. It's not good, but it's better than it was. Yeah, but that's not good enough. True. That's true. We know. Mm-hmm. Five, the average you know, unemployment for everybody is 3.7. Black unemployment, 5.2. Okay. That's one and a half. Well, no. Uh, white unemployment, 3.5. And uh, 5.2 is black unemployment. So if you if you uh, compare the two, then black unemployment is 1.5 times as as big as uh, as uh, white unemployment. But that's better than it was, right? Well, yeah, according to the numbers, but mm-hmm. what you see in reality. What the impact is having on what you see as far as, you know, not just a, a part on people's lives. Mm-hmm. We got to fight for some equality in this world. Yeah. But I mean, if, if, if the unemployment rate for black was the same as it was for white, the overall would probably be one point something. Yeah, maybe so. Two points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one point, half, one and a half points. Yeah. You go all the way down to two points, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if people don't have jobs, they're going to turn this to a crime. It's true. Yes. Right. Okay, we got to go all take right. a break. Be right back. Thanks, Leon. Blue Monday. I, I hate Blue Monday. Monday. You got a word. Got a word. Like a slave. Here we are, Tuesday. Bonnie Mathias and oh, Jane Lance, Tuesday. murdering a very good song. <laughs> Sorry. We should, have, we should have just left it alone. Warming we, up in the shower, you we, know. We, uh, <laughs> we, off, we actually offered at one time to stop doing that. Yeah, for $200. Yeah, <laughs> but they didn't. So the last caller was talking about the unemployment rate, which is an outrageous 5.2% for yes. African Americans, while it's only 3.5%. For white 
people who are unemployed. Do we have another so call? I don't want anybody to be unemployed, so I don't like any of it, but uh, some of it. We do. You have, have to admit that it's been better under Biden than it was yes. before. 972-647-1893. Thanks for calling KNON, and thanks for waiting. Hello. Good morning. You on the air? Yes. I would like to say uh, this is uh, not popular on your topic, <clears throat> but we had a uh, a young lady by the name of Benita Otterberg. She passed away. Uh-huh. She saw on Day Star on TV. She was from Dallas. Uh-huh. I want to just make that announcement. Oh, okay. I was here before. She was on Day Star. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Thank bye-bye. you very mm-hmm. much. And you can call us, too, at 972-647-1893. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning. Hi. Morning. Hey, uh, can you tell us the employment rate for Native Americans? Did not see that. I don't think they, I don't think they separate that out. Yeah, that's sad, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Because the unemployment rate for yeah. Native Americans is kind of off the chart, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, it's six point seven in the last report in October. I see six point seven. It's sad that they don't. It's sad that they don't put that out with mm-hmm. the regular human being. Well, the the unemployment rate is very misleading, anyway, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yes. Because it's only a it's only a, a survey. And they call people up and they ask, did you look for work in the last month? And if they say yes, and then then they say, did you find any work? And they say no. Well, then they say, okay, you're unemployed. But if you call somebody up and say, did you look for work in the last month? And they say no, then you're not unemployed. That's right. You may not have a job. You may be starving to death, but you <laughs> are not unemployed unless you, unless you unless say that you had looked for a job. job. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what they call long-term unemployment, mm-hmm. six months or more, you ain't even part of the equation. And as long as we're talking about it, we may as well mention all the part-timers. Because the the fact is that the number of part-time people who did not want to be part-time right. people went up. Underemployed. That, yeah, they call them the underemployed. Underemployed, right. Mm-hmm. People who I'm are forced to work part-time went up. And that's not a good I'm thing. I'm thinking what? I'm thinking what this uh, unemployment rate that they put up all the time mm-hmm. is basically trying to make middle-class people feel better about their life. Maybe so. <laughs> you cannot compare these numbers to what's actually happening. You can only That's compare these saying. numbers to to themselves. You can say, here's a trend, and, and it's better or worse than last month or the year before or something like that. But you can't just compare that to what's going on in the world. Because only about, only less than 70% of people that are eligible to go to work that are even considered to be in the workforce. Okay. So if, if they don't ever look for a job, they don't even call them in the workforce. Wow. So they don't yeah, even consider them. Mm-hmm. All these people making seven seventy-five an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is unemployment rate means nothing to them, basically. Yeah. That's the, that's the, even if they're working full time, uh, if they're only making seven twenty five an hour, which is the national minimum wage, right, that's what I'm they saying. are, they are underemployed. They certainly are. Uh, cause they can't make, they can't, uh, they can't make ends meet on that. Let me get this in though. 22 states, not Texas, but 22 states right. got their, their, uh, minimum wage raised. Yep. This month. That's right. Uh, good morning. Yeah, thanks for calling K and We got We got to move on. Good morning. Thanks for calling K and yeah. Thanks for waiting. Okay. Uh huh. It would. It, it wouldn't be no unemployment if if they had if they were going to rebuild the country like they did during the twenties and thirties. You know, rebuild the infrastructure. Matter of fact, it'd be it'd be more jobs than we could handle. If they if they fixed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, though, that Biden has done a better job of that than other presidents? Oh, yeah, he got to pay different mm-hmm. That's one reason why unemployment is, is low. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. People don't look at that. But, yeah, that, that, that's really that's what's keeping it down and keeping the economy, the engine of the economy moving like it is. Mm-hmm. That's and right. Not, on, not only has, has more people gotten jobs because of stuff that's come out of the Biden administration, 
like broadband, like infrastructure, mm-hmm. and like uh, chips manufacturing. Yes, yes. But not only has more has it created more jobs, but they, for the first time in my lifetime, they don't just say jobs. They say good, good jobs. jobs. They say good jobs with with the representatives of the community, which means diversity. Yep. It means equality and inclusion. Oh my God! You said the DEI words. And it also means unionized, because an awful yeah. lot of that federal money comes with strings attached, That's and, right. it's, and those That's strings right. say this is supposed to be done right. It's supposed to be done union, right? Right. Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the thing about it is that uh, we, 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 we see the, the, the benefits that are now we need, they're talking about reshoring jobs, and mm-hmm. they really need that because there's never no chance of winning some big national, national disaster, disaster over here. And we're going to need these jobs over here. Yeah. You know, anything, anything happen like a big earthquake, or these volcanoes will go off, and we need to protect our own people. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got to say. Thank well, you. Good, Thank good you point. so much. I want to make another point about uh, good jobs and things. This stuff does not just get gifted to working people. <laughs> you, we have to fight for it. Yeah. More than 525,000 workers in the United States walked off the job in 2023, according to Bloomberg Law's database of work stoppages. That's huge. Making it one of the three biggest strike years since 1990. I got that from the Washington Post. But the point is, that's 525,000 workers who had the courage to stand up for the rest of us. Yep. And it it is not an easy thing to do. I have done it. It is hard to do. It is hard to... To face the second day of a strike. First day of a strike is hard. Yeah, everybody's all excited. Everybody's all, you know, up in there. Yay. And then the second day, it's like, oh, crap. And the third day <laughs> is hard. And the fourth day is hard. And you get up to the fifth or sixth day is really, really, really hard. So those people who did it for us deserve an awful lot of credit. Now, let's give them some some real credit. And that, yes. That includes UAW 23. 60 uh-huh. up there in Carrollton and, and uh, UAW 276 at General Motors. They only had to strike a few days, right? But and they had to have the courage to do it. And the plant in Roanoke, too. Mm-hmm. That, uh, That's local 816. There you go. Of the UAW. They walked out. They all walked out. And, and it was like total. They didn't yeah. have any scabs. No. And, they were, uh, they, they, nobody crossed the picket line. Yeah. So they didn't have any scabs. And they, they managed to do this even though it's such a fearsome thing to do. Oh, I mean, we depend on our bosses. Yep. We depend on our bosses to give us jobs and to, to keep the paychecks coming and that sort of thing. And when you, when you wake up one morning and say, I can't depend on the boss anymore, I got to depend on myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, that's scary. Yeah. We're yeah. not used to it. Nope. But they did it, and they did it for us. And we got a nickel or so ahead of inflation. I'm anxious to see what happens with the with the general strike in Argentina. Yeah. I think it's in. I think it's either later this month or sometime in February. Oh, it's starting later. I thought it was going right away. I, they what happened is they elected a a guy that's just like Donald Trump. Yeah, and he a got populist. to be the president. And uh, he loves Donald Trump. He's mm-hmm. a MAGA oh, supporter. Yeah. Yeah, they say yeah, I yeah. call them maggots. maggots. But anyway, like the uh, uh, he started right away saying we need more austerity. Well, austerity <laughs> is a cover word meaning you gonna starve to death. That's I'm, right. I'm gonna do just fine. I'm the gonna rest be of fine. You gonna starve to death. I'm going to be fine, but the rest of you, well, it's not gonna be good for you. So, so the people said we would rather not starve to death. And they're going to go on a general strike. I love it. So we shall see how that turns out. Uh, we don't even know anything about general strikes here in the United States. We haven't had one since 1946, even 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 in a small in a small area like a city or something. The big confrontation in 2024, it, in my opinion, is going to be that they're going to try to organize Tesla. Mm. Tesla belongs to Elon Musk, the richest man in the world who, by the way, lives in Texas and has his headquarters in Austin, where there are thousands of Tesla workers that need to be organized and need to have a a say-so about their jobs. So I think that the biggest fight of 2024 will be the people versus Elon Musk. 
January 24th is the day of the general strike in Argentina. Uh-huh. So, and that is uh, the libertarian president, Javier Malay. Yeah, so it's hard to pronounce. Malay ain't something. M-I-L-E-I, I'm not sure. He sent a reform bill to Congress on Wednesday proposing far-reaching changes in an attempt to help resurrect the ailing economy. It includes changes to working standards and would pave the way for the privatization of state mm -hmm. companies. Wow, who does that sound like, Gene? Does that sound like somebody we might know? I don't <laughs> somebody know. who might be running for president. Yeah, somewhere here. Unless the Supreme Court rules oh, along with God. the Colorado Supreme Court. We might, we might get a taste of that here. And we are going to have to learn how to do a general strike. Yes. We don't know here in the United States. We, never, we haven't done one in, in 50 some odd, 70 some odd years. So we need to, f to find out what, how they do this in these other countries. They are fighting against uh, Elon Musk and Tesla up in Sweden. The odd things going on in Sweden, because there's a small group I've forgotten. There's some kind of techies. Anyway, they're on strike. Well, the whole nation, not just Sweden, but all the, the whole northern part of Europe has fallen in solidarity with those guys. What? And they can't even unload Tesla off of the ships because the dock <laughs> workers won't unload them. And the electricians won't work on their docking stations where That's they, you know, funny. where they charge the Teslas. Right. And uh, so Tesla is in, in a big contest up in northern Europe and they are they are leading the way for the rest of the world wow. to see if you if you're going to organize Tesla or not because this really it's really just a small strike in Sweden but Norway but and Denmark Finland, and Finland have all, all joined in and they're all in, involved in the fight now wow. first thing i noticed about this is that it would be illegal to do in the united states so they're going they have already kind of uh, restricted our ability to do exactly what they're doing in North Northern Europe. But maybe there's some way we can get around it or some way that people can, uh, can stand up. I know that dock workers, all dock workers, even the ones on the East Coast, have been instrumental in winning stuff Absolutely. for workers. Absolutely. Now those in California have stood up and fought over and over and Longshoremen, over again. yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Even in even in wartime, sometimes they won't unload the, the war right. material, or they won't load the war materials that the United States is spending sending somewhere else. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We don't have any dock workers up here in North Texas. No. But they got them in Houston. Yes, they do. And they have been instrumental. That I said the last general strike was in 1946. That was in Houston. Wow. Not everybody knows that they had a general strike in Houston in 1946. I only found it in one book. Oh and the name of the book is uh, something at midnight, Rainbow at Midnight. Yeah, that's wow. it. Rainbow at Midnight. I really, I really recommend that book. <laughs> what happened was that the city workers, who didn't even have a union, walked off. The city workers went on strike, and the dock <laughs> workers took it up and said, we're on strike too. Oh! Back, back in 1946. <laughs> See ya! And so there was a general strike in Houston in 1946, wow. and that's the last one that I know of. Uh, the last one before that was 1886, I think, when they Wish when you. they tried to get the eight-hour day worldwide. 972-647-1893. You don't have to listen to our opinions and our and our mm -hmm. historical mm -hmm. points. Hyster historical. We historical. had a really good historical, historical point made earlier today, and I think it makes a lot of difference to KNON. Brother called in, said that in 1987, during the Reagan years, they said it was okay to yep. lie that's, that's on right. the air, that that from that they didn't have the honesty in media anymore. Is that right, Bonnie? Yeah, that's right. It's the it's the uh, the fairness doctrine. Mm -hmm. uh, it used to be if you were a, a television station or a radio station a commercial, mm -hmm. you would have to have the opinions of both parties. If if you're going to give if opinions. If you were going to give opinions. You're not allowed to just sit and lie. Yeah, you know, like Fox News. I mean, uh, Fox Entertainment. <laughs> does. Yes, does. That's okay. Fox Entertainment. There's and that came nothing. from uh, from Mr. 
Reagan. A lot of things changed under Mr. Reagan. Boy, he was a real peach of a guy, wasn't he? Well, they liked him. They elected him over and over. Well, they seem to think he should have been king. Mm -hmm. uh, And I guess in a way he was during his tenure as president. But things turned really bad for labor. Yeah, really bad. And for working people under under Ronald Reagan. And that happened here in Dallas, by the way. Yes, he Uh, His second inauguration uh, happened right here in Dallas. Uh, he came here, had a big, uh, had a big <clears throat> worldwide meeting of right-wing crazies and uh, moral majority guys, uh, all of the church people that decided to support him. Ah, no yes, what, the moral majority against labor. Good morning. Thanks for calling K and win. Yes. Good morning. Morning. I just had a, a little little thing to say. I did not like this. Uh, which it, it is active on a lot of jobs. I don't like those words. A right to work faith. Uh-huh. I don't even know why you have to put that light. That, that kind of word is because everyone got a right to work anyway, but that's, uh-huh. they, 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 they're too powerful. It's very misleading, isn't it? Yeah. They call something right to work, but it's really not right to work at all. It's the right to work for less. <laughs> yeah. It's the right to scab. Uh-huh. Who do you think invented that, that phrase, right to work? Uh, Republicans. Who do you think, brother? He left. Ronald yeah. Reagan. It was the Dallas Morning News. Oh, well, there you go. Editors at the Dallas Morning News invented that. Before that, it was called Open Shop. Wow. uh, Which meant uh, that that you did not have to be a union member to get all the union benefits that you were getting. And it was okay to be a scab. So it was really the right to scab that they... They changed it into the right to work, and it was the Dallas Morning News that invented that. They're proud of it. <laughs> they actually wrote an article saying, you know, that this was a really good thing that this they is, had done. This is great. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not. You it's terrible. Give the, give the phone number, Bonnie. We can't because it's time for us to go. Oh, okay. So we're not going to give out the phone number. All right. We have to go. Is it time? Uh, we have a minute? Okay. We have about a minute. Okay, okay. What's your opinion, Bonnie? Everybody needs to get their vote-by-mail application mm-hmm. and get it mailed in. You don't have that much time. Uh, early voting starts February 20th, okay? Mm-hmm. You get that vote-by-mail application, you can call our off, my office, 214-821-8331. Mm-hmm. Leave your name, your address, and your telephone number, and we will send you vote-by-mail applications. What if they're out of the county? Uh, I'll still send you a vote-by-mail application that's good for anywhere in the state. Good for you, Bonnie. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Say goodbye, Gene. Goodbye, Gene.